Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello there, my very good friends. On today's wrestling news, the harsh reality of CM Punk's AEW return. The AEW roster's thoughts on CM Punk's return. Backstage praise for WWE stars. And WWE's free agent plans have been revealed. I'm Adam Wilborn. And I'm Andy Murray. This is the news. All right, we're going to kick things off by talking about that guy again, CM Punk. Oh, good. i got some business bits and pieces to talk about here today, specifically ticket sales relating to the Collision brand. Mm -hmm. Um, Since... You know, last week it was announced that he's coming back. And for, I mean, everyone kind of knew it anyway. But Tony Khan stood there on Dynamite and went, Well, he's coming back. Maybe he's got should... another announcement this week. He does have another. He loves it, man. What a he worker. absolutely loves it. But um, the core of this story is that how are ticket sales doing for Collision since mm. CM Punk was announced for the show specifically? The answer is not good. Mm. Um, Dave Meltzer reported on this on Wrestling Observer Radio, noted that Punk is moving tickets in Chicago, understandably, that's where he's from, but this isn't the case elsewhere, specifically in Canada, which is where most of these collision tapings are being held. Of course, yeah. Now, Toronto, which is considered amongst the best pro wrestling markets in North America, they've actually sold less than 2,000 tickets for an arena that holds upwards of 19,000. Now, at the moment, AEW's only calibrated it for three and a half, Uh but they still only sold less than 2,000 tickets in Toronto which is where Forbidden Door is this month and they've sold a lot more for that obviously but places like Regina and Saskatchewan have previously been identified as tough markets during the summer and they're running there Uh, the Calgary show on the 15th of July is struggling apparently Um, the Edmonton show on the 5th of July will likely do well yeah uh, has been indicated but a collision taping scheduled for Hamilton on the 29th of June has sold just 700 tickets so far. Uh, WrestleTix have stated that AEW have currently sold around 8,000 for the Chicago date, so clearly that one is doing a lot better than the other ones, as you'd expect. So this kind of raises the question. Like, the big thing about this CM Punk return is that it's kind of based on the idea that despite the troubles, despite the roster problems, despite whatever concerns you may have, he's still going to be able to boost your business. Yeah. Is this still the case? Is CM Punk still a draw? We'll likely find out as we, you know, pull closer to these shows. But so far, these numbers are not good. No, it's concerning this because I think, you know, content-wise, they're doing great stuff as always, AEW. But I don't think, we were talking about this in the office yesterday, I don't think AEW has ever been colder than it is right now outside of sort of weird pandemic times. Yeah, I mean, winter has come several years and it's not (laughs) been as cold as this. And I assumed, I have to be honest, that like CM Punk, like you say, he got, he's a lot of baggage, but he's worth it because there's a shot in the arm that AEW needs. Unsurprisingly, that has happened in Chicago. 
Um, but weird this that, uh, that, yeah, like you say, I would always just assume Canada, a bit slightly similar to British audiences, are just happy when these big yeah. shows come to their town. But clearly that's not the case right now. Yeah, absolutely. So that's like one metric we have at the moment that shows that punk is not really drawing to the expected levels. We'll see what television ratings do when he gets back on there. Yeah. Uh, we'll see Maybe what happens. Wait, holding off to see what, yeah, like you say, what he's booked in, whether he's got yeah. matches or who's feuding with or whatever. Exactly. Match announcements and stuff can spike these things. Um, but hey, look, if CM Punk isn't going to shift business, is there a lot of value in having him around beyond like enjoying his stuff creatively, which I do? Let us know down in the comments yeah. section. Do you think that if Punk's not really drawing moving ticket sales, do you think he's worth the hassle? Should they even bring him back? Let us know because I think this is a you know this is going to be one of the defining yeah. wrestling conversations of the year. And it's interesting to see what fans have, have to say about this because yeah. I think I think uh, the the. The Dadleys and, and Phil and Miller when they were out in uh, Las Vegas sort of took a bit of a straw poll of AW fans and their feelings towards CM Punk. Mixed is their reports I got on that. More on that soon. Yes. Um, in terms of uh, how the AW roster feels about CM Punk though, um, it's better news I think it's fair to say for Elite Wrestling in terms of the fact that we're not going to have walkouts as were initially <laughs> suggested perhaps uh, early days. Speaking of Fightful's Backstage Report podcast, uh, Sean Ross Sapp stated that while some people uh, within AEW remain unhappy with what Punk said and probably did uh, around brawl out Fair. Lo- yeah, the locker room isn't planning on walking out at the moment uh, things have cooled off AEW has also taken measures um, to keep talent that have issues with Punk away from the Chicago in, including attempts to keep them separated look it's going to be one of these stories that rolls on and on and on because like you say at one point or another someone's going to take the wrong turn around a hallway and it's going to come to a head perhaps yeah, but yeah. fingers crossed cooler heads will prevail yeah that's it you can't physically keep people who work for the same company in the same building a lot of the time you're gonna yeah you're gonna go to catering and there's gonna be so it's just gonna be like a weird like schoolyard atmosphere yeah. a lot of the time pay-per-views like the is the big question as well yeah. how are they gonna work that you're gonna keep people on separate sides of the arena like lock them in their locker i don't know don't go down that way yeah it's 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 a really interesting thing. Obviously, wrestling history is full of locker rooms that didn't really get along mm-hmm. um, and, and people that didn't like each other, didn't like working with each other. Um, I feel like times have changed in a lot of ways yeah. and that the old ways of wrestling, these diehard traditions don't really apply that much anymore because society has evolved. Um, I again like the CM Punk issue is so complex Mm -hmm. and I think it's kind of silly to just have like one single minded like opinion on the whole thing I think you've got to be quite balanced and like if you're like me and you really enjoy his work and you want to see him on TV and you kind of enjoy the chaos of the news cycle around him you've also got to acknowledge that a lot of people have very good reasons to not like this man Mm -hmm. including the ones that apparently got punched in the face yeah and this is the thing as well it's (laughs) not just about keeping the elite away from CM Punk and to be fair Kenny Omega extended an olive branch from by all reports to Punk relatively soon after Brawl Out but it's not just about that as you know being a wrestling fan on the internet everyone and their mom has an opinion on this so just saying well we'll keep the young bucks over here and we'll keep CM Punk and Ace Steel over there it's not that simple I guarantee you every single person in that locker room has picked a side not that they're necessarily willing to die for but it is it's in injecting an agent of chaos into this AW locker room and we'll, we'll bring you the fallout as and when it comes we absolutely do and if you want to check that out 
hit that subscribe button. Thank Ring you so much. Ring the bell. Ding, ding. Yeah, thank you so much for those of you who already do that. We love you, we respect you, we appreciate you. And you know what else we love, respect, and appreciate as well as subscribing? What's that? WWE wrestlers earning play- praise. Yeah. Please, I can't speak backstage in the company. Yeah, I like so, this report. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's just fun people getting, getting good news. Having um, fun at work and getting praise for it. Good. It's a good way to be, isn't it? PW Insider's Mike Johnson reporting that the three Raw wrestlers who earned praise for their performances on the show for their work on that broadcast, unsurprisingly, given recent reporting, Damian Priest good for him. and the other two, Katana Chance and Caden Carter, who yeah. of course wrestled their first batch on Raw this week since being brought up from NXT in the draft. Priest, obviously, uh, had a throwdown with Seth the Chef Rollins. They've been kind of building some Judgment Day Rollins stuff lately. Mm-hmm. There was a tag match last week. This week they had the in-ring segment to open up. And it led to the title fight, which was great stuff. And oh, it, yeah. it drew really good reviews. So I'm not surprised that Damian Priest is getting praise for it because he's pretty awesome. Um, last month, PW... Or was it last? Yeah, it was. Last month, PW Insider reported that Priest was seen as like a potential top-level player. Quite rightly so. Yeah, on the back of his performance against Bad Bunny, which kicked ass oh, as well. Oh, man. I, yeah, I, I watch that entrance on a daily basis. It's just sensational. It feels like the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. And then Carter and Chance... I always go back to Cat and Zarrow. Yeah, same <laughs> it's here. Been, it's been like well over a year. I still, I still get it wrong. I did sometimes. the NXT preview and review every week, and when they're on that show, I my brain had a fight with itself when I was trying to <laughs> yeah. talk about them. Katana, Cat and Zarrow. Yeah, <laughs> combine the two. Um, they wrestled uh, Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. Uh, they lost, but it was like it wasn't like a squash or anything. No. I think it went about nine minutes, and um, so they were allowed to show some competitive stuff. Competitive in there, they hit their finish on Ronda, I believe. Yeah, and they're a good team. They've been together for ages now. They've good like on-screen, in-ring chemistry, uh, so it bodes well for them. Yeah, so. I think I think uh, Katana Chance. I think I'm right <laughs> with that one. Um, uh, we already knew that she was kind of destined for big things on the main roster because she got that appearance in the Women's Royal Rumble a few years back. Of course, as Katie. Casey Catanzaro, she's incredibly talented and high-flying. I think the combo of those two has worked really well. Yeah. They couldn't really work out whether they were faces or heels at one point in NXT, but that's not their fault. That's just bad booking. Um, this is not good booking. But in terms of work, yeah, uh, great stuff. Thrown in at the deep end, you know, against the tag champs um, and, you know, incredibly uh, talented individuals in, in Rousey and Shayna Baser, and they, they held their own against them. So, uh, yeah, really nice to see this and obviously Damian yeah. Priest awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Just nice to see people earning plaudits for yes. good work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Now, Andy, do you remember a while back when uh, they had the WWE draft and it seemed very lazy that they were like, you're there, you're there, you're there, and just you lot are uh, bloody free agents or whatever. <laughs> it makes sense for a Brock Lesnar or a Von Wagner, but for certain people... <laughs> the big stars. Yeah, uh, but certain people, it felt like you just don't know how to book the likes of Corbin and Mustafa Ali, so you're just sort of holding yeah. them there until you decide. No, apparently that is not the case. Uh, this was the plan all along. The reports come in from uh, Fightful Select. The plan was to have Baron Corbin, as they have done, if you've not been keeping up with things, drop back down to NXT and work some programs in there. Uh, Corbin last week came in uh, and attacked the world champion Carmelo Hayes. This week he was successful in his match against Trick Williams. And Mustafa Ali has already set up potentially like two or three dream matches, um, you know, feuding with... Von uh, Wagner... See no more. Not feuding, actually, I should say, but getting involved with the likes of Wesley and Tyler Beard, two of whom are obviously uh, incredibly uh, hot prospects within WWE. Um, and apparently several NXT wrestlers reportedly requested to work with Mustafa, and uh, Ali was happy to oblige. Um, the aim, basically, is to boost interest in the developmental brand. They also had Dana Brooke appear on last night's show and compete in the over-the-top rope battle royal. We'll be talking about it. What culture wrestling? Wherever you get your podcast from for our review later. Um, and yeah, um, get the, give the give the uh, the NXT developmental guys uh, experience with main roster mainstays. I think it makes all the sense in the world. This yeah, uh, it's something we'd been kind of thinking was a good idea for many many years. People crossing over from the main roster down to NXT, and I think it happening with greater regularity will only benefit the people they're working with. Yeah, um, Dolph Ziggler was a great example of that. Yeah. I thought his feud because it was like we've got now he's doing now, but he is a name. He is recognised. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And having Former him work, world champion. Yeah, having yeah. him work with someone like Bron Breaker. I was kind of surprised they put the title on him and that he won on the pay-per-view on WrestleMania weekend, although, of course, Bron yeah. won it back on the Raw. But uh, Bron also challenged Seth Rollins, by the way, last night on NXT. Interesting stuff. But, um, yeah, I think it's better than them just sitting around in catering. I think they yeah. want to work, and I think there's a lot of people down in uh, developmental who would love to work with the likes of Corbin and... And Mustafa Ali, it'll be a really, a really useful experience. Yeah, Corbin's like such an interesting case because uh, I like towards the end of his original NXT run, he was almost doing like this anti-indie wrestling yeah. thing, which worked really well because spoiler, people, wasn't it? Yeah, because like he is the opposite of that, and people shoot hated him. <laughs> so I think at one point he like shouted at Apollo Cruz, "Go back to Ring of Honor," which I'm pretty sure is a company Apollo Cruz has never worked for. So that's like it's a, one of the ones that are allowed to mention. Yeah, it's a great piece of trolling that I think. Uh, if he if if Baron knew that when he said it, that's great. Um, but yeah, he he's like the antithesis of what this brand used to represent or is supposed to represent. So it's actually really fun seeing him as an interloper working with Carmelo Hayes and and, and people. I love it when they have those companies. It changes all the time when they have those companies that they don't want to mention. So like this star uh, grew up on the indie circuit, did nothing for six years, absolutely nowhere. Do not Google it. And then he came to WWE. They did that with Cody when he came back. Yeah. I think it was Corey Graves when ah, he's been gathering rust for seven years or something like that. Like, what? For a while, wasn't it? It was like Brock Lesnar was the biggest star in WWE. Then he left to do American football. Seen missing. Then he returned and kicked John Cena's ass. They do. That's the thing as well. If he was coming in off like big wins in the UFC, they would have they would have oh, absolutely 100%. put that over. But uh, Cain Velasquez and then yeah. Alistair Overeem happened. Yeah. And he missed, what was it, like a third of his colon. Yeah. Poor guy. What a hard bastard. What a fun UFC run that was. Oh, he was just wild. Bulldozing people. From the moment he got in there with Frank Mir, I was like, this is going to be fun. Yeah. 
Uh, right, let's move on to your Twitter questions at WhatCultureWB, of course, if you want to get in touch with us. Joe Billiot starts us off. Joe Billiot. Uh, do you think it is, oh, sorry, do y'all think it's time to put tr- the trio's belts on Moxley and company? Ooh, nah, man. Nah, I love the House of Black. You're going to say you're a fan of the They're House my of favorite. Black. They're my favorite. Um, I feel like they haven't quite had the kind of trios run that would warrant a title change as of yet. Nope. So I feel like if you were to do it right now or anytime soon, this would be remembered as just kind of an okay run. Would it be remembered? They, there you go. There yeah. you go. It might not be. Um, I think they need a longer run with the bells. Um, I like what they're doing with them. Hey, listen, I like the lighting. Shush. Uh, <laughs> have, that, have that out in the yeah. comments as well. Take, take that. Uh, opinions. <laughs> uh, but no, they're my guys. I love them. They're, they, they're, they're so perfectly catered to my taste. John Moxley is my favorite wrestler in North America. Don't get me wrong. And I think they would make great champions. But if you're going to do it, I think the House of Black need longer on the stove. Yeah, and I, I don't think they need the belts, the BCC. I mean, obviously, Claudio's got one already, and, and Utah's had one relatively recently. But they carry themselves like champions anyway, and they, they're you know presented as, as major dogs. threats and top dogs, yeah. They don't need these belts. Plus, along with all the good reasons you pointed out, Andy, I'm not finished with whatever this dealer's choice stipulation is. I want to have some fun with that. Yeah, let's I was a bit annoyed when the acclaim was just like, oh, bollocks to it. I was like, no, do summer. Do you know what would be cool? Is if AW actually put the House of Black over the Blackpool Combat Club. Ooh. That would be a statement of intent. There you go. Uh, Matt Ryan, aka Aussie Dead. I should have meant I meant to mention this to you before we came in here, and now I'm just bringing it on you. So I do apologise. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh, as we're now halfway into the year, what's been uh, the most, in your view, the most underrated match or underrated moment? Wow! <laughs> a, a, a large scope that covers. Ah! Underrated, such a hard term because we could sit here and say, you know. Uh, the triple threat with Gunther and Sheamus and Drew to a certain extent. You could. Because all the eyes were on Cody and Roman that weekend. I need to consult my spreadsheet for this one. Can you oh, please, I love this. Can you please waffle for I 30 just, seconds? I just pick anything off the top of my head. I'm going to have to go, seeing as Andy's stupidly giving me free reign yeah, here. Sorry, I'm going to go with the trunk match. Uh, Tony D and Stax uh, <laughs> versus pretty dead. i say underrated. Just everything on NXT, if I'm perfectly honest. But genuinely, um, I, well, I think going into it, everyone went Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak. Well, that's going to be a match. And it was the best bloody match of the entire weekend. So fair play to them. What's what's on your list? Because I'm glad you're organised like this. Athena versus Miyu Yamashita from Prestige yes. a few months ago. Athena, like it's it's you know it's annoyingly going under the radar, but she deserves all the praise. Yeah, her year actually in general could be the most underrated thing of the year because it's mostly taking place on Ring of Honor. Yeah, and Ring of Honor doesn't have as many eyes on it as other wrestling shows and yet Fina has been just consistently amazing in this heel role she's kicking ass the matches are delivering she had the best match of Sky Blue's career a few weeks ago uh, she's doing this like every single week she's been doing some stuff with Kira Hogan recently that's been cool uh, the character is so great and it should be on the biggest platform uh, but her favourite match of mine from this year is the Yamashita match from Prestige earlier this year try and track it down if you can um it's phenomenal. It's the best indie match of the year. It's the perfect combination of Athena's like new character, the heel stuff, and, and Yamashita just being a ridiculous ass kicker. Do you, Sick. Do you do your ratings out of 5, 10, 100? What were you? Star ratings guy. I'm yeah. like four and three quarters on that bad lad. See, I, lo- I love that. Look at how he's not just throwing him out like Dave does nowadays. You have to I, work. I have not given star. on my. What was your last five-star match? Is that difficult to find uh, out? Yeah, it would be last year. I don't have any this year. I wow. don't think there's been a five-star match this year. To me, five stars means one of the greatest matches you've ever seen. Not just like, 
oh, there can be 15 of these in a year. To me, that's impossible. It's like once a year. What did you give Osprey Omega? There's like four and three quarters. Four and three quarters as well. So close, so close. But I didn't come away from it thinking that is one of the best things I've ever seen. That's my line. Yours might be different. Let us know. Uh, finally, Andrew Richardson writes, Hi, hi fellas, as great as Rhea Ripley is as a talentless champion, we won't go into the wrong belt on the wrong brand. We talk about that on a daily basis, it feels. Uh, should she be interacting more with the women's division rather than other feuds with ex-condom and Cody? I would like to see her sink her teeth into uh, like a big headlining program for her belt, for sure. That being said, I think the work that she is doing with, with Dominic and the people Dominic's like interacting with have been instrumental to to his character and the reason he is part of the reason he is so much fun to like shout at is because the work that Rhea and Finn and Damian yeah, do work he wasn't hiding behind her yeah absolutely so like she's fundamental to that act so to me the answer is she should do both yeah I would love to see her get in a big bombastic multi-month super important title feud like she kind of had coming into WrestleMania, even though Charlotte's alignment makes these things weird sometimes. Um, so I think there's a balance. Yeah, I think it's difficult coming off the back of WrestleMania because you're like, well, Rhea's holding that belt for at least six months, if not probably all the way to WrestleMania next year. And fingers crossed, the match with Bianca Belair. You can only do what you did with Zelina Vega on very rare occasions. I loved it. We all knew what was going to happen, but it's like hometown. I thought it worked perfectly. The Natalia thing. It was what it was. It was I, they made the best of that situation in terms of just don't make it seem yeah. competitive against her. I Squashes think, are fun. I think potentially the Rhodes versus Dom and Mammy is a, a, a show stealer for money in the bank. Um, and yeah, I hope that for SummerSlam they have something planned. I don't know. Maybe build up Candice LeRae somewhat or something yeah. like that. I, I, I just think right now there isn't, there isn't anyone that, aside from like a Candice who hasn't you know interacted with Rhea much... Um, there isn't anyone who leaps out of like, oh god, we need that feud for SummerSlam. There's nothing on my mind right now other than Brandy Rhodes, of course. Yeah, they gotta build someone up. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who they do. Listen, the chaos of Brandy Rhodes in WWE. Oh, give it to me. Hook me up. I cannot wait. Bring back the Nightmare Collective. <laughs> well, let us know your thoughts on that in the comments. And if you want to check out more videos, they should be on your screen right now. Go and click on them. this one right here. Yeah, there probably. you go. Thanks for watching. He's me, Andy. I've been Adam. We'll see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.